This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Or North.com. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. We have a warrior on our show. His name is Judd Zolgad, and he risks life, limb, and vertigo to bring you <laughs> the social media content that you deserve, Minnesota sports fans. This is the second time Judd has climbed to the top I got of a sports venue to give you content, hashtag content, on the Score North Twitter account. So we, we were talking about ways to uh, to take our, our Twitter feed and things like that and have more fun than just be be like, you know, hey, this is Texas Tech and this is Michigan State. They're going to play. <laughs> yeah, right. And so I was talking to, to Seth Auger yesterday about this, and I said, why don't we go to the highest point in U.S. Bank Stadium and, and you can shoot it from there and I'll go with you and narrate and give people a feel. Was this one of those ideas that as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're like, why did I say that? You know, here's what's weird. Does Judd have that thought? Is there a filter there? There might have been at like 30, but I'm so old now. It's weird. I'm near 50. I'm really to the point of accepting death. So at first I'm like. 50? Wow, this took a dark turn. No, no, it's not. Because at first first I'm like, well, I'm going to be sort of scared. But just do it. It's fun. So it was Seth and I and Danny Cunningham. And we decided today. You know what? Instead of just like shooting to the top of the stadium, let's go section by section as far as first level, second level, third level. So so Seth shot us as we started off in like the big time seats, which which are actually too low. And then we got to the second deck, a lot better, like a really good view. And I, you know, and I'm like these are probably expensive seats. Third deck, I'm like, okay, it's harder to see, but I was fine. I'm not joking, you guys. When I got to the top, the very top of that stadium, first of all, you're above everything, like everything. I couldn't look up. I could look down very quickly, but not for long, and and stupidly wore my jacket. So I'm sweating profusely because I'm so hot. You're Bruce Pearl at this point. Right, exactly. But then, but Phil, here's the problem. I'm sweating profusely because I'm hot, or my head is. My hands are sweating profusely because I'm so high up and my vertigo is kicked in. So now you're an Eminem song and you're Bruce Pearl. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to go. And Seth's like, just wait, just wait a second. And I am holding on. I'm not joking. Did we get this on video? Yes. Oh, God. It's all on. I'm holding on to the cup holders on each side of me. Saying, I got to go down. I got to get down. I got to get down. By the way, what's the personal seat license for that for that row during a Vikings game? I encourage a you to thousand bucks. I encourage you to go examine that though. It is you're above everything. So this is, this is coming out on this video will be out or or is already. I don't know if it's posted yet. It's okay. going to take some work on Seth's okay. part, but it a is little editing magic. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah to quicken, because I think the whole walk, I think stopping and starting and talking. Hold on, was I, he filming you the whole time you were walking? Yes. Oh, my God. But it's not all going to be included. <laughs> so I, I think the entire exercise took 20 minutes of time, yeah. which he's going to get down to a much shorter, so it's watchable. But the fact was, this made, this made my, my going to the top of Target Field on Saturday look like nothing. Man. Like, you are so high up. And there, Content and warrior. There's, but there's going to be people. Here's the amazing thing, guys. There's going to be people, I believe, on Saturday in those seats. So here, I don't know how they're going to survive. Here's my question. And by the way, we are Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and we're hanging out at Dayblock Brewing Company. Uh, Score North has been here all day long on this Friday on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue South. Just steps away from U.S. Bank Stadium. So uh, if you're in the area or you're getting off work here on a Friday and you're listening to us live right now on the Score North mobile app or AM 1500, you can stop on by for great craft beer, delicious pizza. Uh, all of us have sampled at least some semblance of food, I think, here, and everything's been amazing. So uh, Final Four festivities underway this weekend. So this is the first time we've seen this kind of a – I mean, there was a basketball setup for a Gophers game, but this is like the prime basketball setup. Are there bad seats in the house then? I mean, what kind of – if you're getting, if you're going to buy a ticket on StubHub and you're going to sit like way, way up, what kind of if people are on the fence about getting a ticket here for some of these games, what's your okay? This comes, expertise. This comes down to one question, and, and your answer to this question means you, you either will go tolerate it and enjoy it, or go and be miserable. Just like going to a concert, do you mind watching the jumbotron? So, like, if you want to say, I went to a Final Four. And you are as for high. the experience, yes. for the story. But I mean, like I, I can go to a concert, and the ar- artist on the stage can be an ant, and I can watch the jumbotron feeds now because they're so good. And I'm like, but I saw McCartney. Yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's I'm it's, there. It's there for the st- you're there for the story. But it, right, but if you want to go to the game and you get these seats and you're like, I want to watch what's going on on the court, you're gonna say that was a mistake. Okay, one time, uh, I, John Bon Jovi is one of my somewhat guilty pleasure but also just favorite bands and acts of all time and i have in the past like bought tickets if it's i didn't get tickets the first time around i'll buy like the behind the stage obstructed view tickets where like three times a show he'll just kind of walk back there and like wave at you like oh yeah that's right hold the mic out you homeless people back there who paid five (laughs) bucks for your tickets like i'm here that's right uh but these people paid a bunch of money so uh, there's definitely i think the final four would be that for me if i could get in for a reasonable price and it was a it's one of those sort of sports bucket list things if you've never been to one, It seems right? like most years you I hear the story come out of Final Four ticket prices are plummeting because, you know, people like I saw a bunch of North Carolina fans walking around U.S. Bank Stadium today, but I imagine there were a bunch of North Carolina fans who bought those tickets, saw their team wasn't in, yeah. and put them on the secondary market like StubHub or whatever. And that probably happens every year because you start with 68 teams and you end up with four and people have expectations and of, of course, only four teams are going to live up to those expectations. <laughs> right. Has that happened this year? I haven't seen that story written yet, that Final Four ticket prices are plummeting. I think they've fallen, yeah. Really? Uh, but but the, the key thing is this. If you want to go, so if you, are, if you think, think to yourself, it'd be really cool uh, to go to one of the three games, wait till Monday. The tickets by Monday are always because people bail. And, and it's so if Texas Tech goes down or michigan state goes down those fans are going to leave town immediately and they're going to sell their tickets to scalpers dirt cheap so if you really want to go my advice would be not to pay the saturday prices 
pay the championship game yeah. prices because people will be gone by then. Yeah. So what are so you you've kind of scoped it out? Rami actually took the the light rail over. He was hoping to scope out. The what you call it? I was going to create more content. Yeah, what and happened? Do cluster fun from the Ferris wheel. Love that. Idea. And we uh, made almost the whole trek to the Ferris wheel. Me, Danny, huh. and Seth, and about a block away, a security guard I overheard her saying to somebody else, "The Ferris wheel opens at four, and it's free to ride." So, are there people over there? Oh, it's yeah. It, the streets were flooded with people. When but I was the, over there. the Ferris wheel just doesn't open. Ferris wheel wasn't four, open until so. four. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, what was your Cunningham ju- going? Uh, yes, Cunningham and Seth are actually probably on the Ferris wheel. As we speak, getting that video that I could not participate in. Man. Good effort, though. Thank you. Know, you tried. I appreciate it. And I have also a fear of heights and also get vertigo, yes. but I was going to risk life and limb and probably just risk getting really, really scared uh, to go up in that Ferris wheel and get some video. But what I like about Judd's story, <laughs> when he says I'm 50 now and I've accepted that I'm going to die, is that I've heard that before. That, you know, you get older and you, you come to terms with it. You accept it, yeah. whatever the case might be. But never somebody who said... You know what? I'm going to die, so I might as well do some things. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm old, man. And I might I as well and I risk do, life and limb. And I with it. do something completely stupid. <laughs> like you're not jumping out of a plane? Yeah, exactly. Never. <laughs> never. But, like, on this one, I'm like, do I really want to climb all these stairs? I would love a whole video series of Judd doing dangerous things because he knows death is coming anyways. That should be a video series. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> jumping out of a plane is never going to happen. It's just a, it's Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. Right, exactly. Yeah, just, uh, on repeat. But I'm climbing these stairs, and I'm like, I, you know what? My heart could go. I could fall. Who knows? But what the heck? Yeah. You know, can I say this, too? I, I saw some photos coming out last night from a, some dimly lit restaurant down the street. They've done this before at J.D. Hoyt's in the back room. The 1997 Gophers Final Four team with Clem Haskins has to have these secret reunions, right? Okay, let's... Let's put a jacket over everyone's head and a ski mask and make sure that no one sees you because you had a couple papers written for you 20-plus years ago. This is a celebration of college basketball here. The Final Four is in town, brand-new football stadium. And it just I don't, I'm not trying to exonerate what they did necessarily in 1997, but isn't it kind of sad that those dudes have to hide in a restaurant? A bunch of former NBA players, too, have to hide in a restaurant down the street and can't really even be a part of... The big festivities so, that were just, like, ashamed of them. My question is, who, who puts this together? Because if this is just, like, them taking it upon themselves to arrange... It is. Okay, then they don't need to hide. No, if I'm them, I don't hide. I no, flaunt it. But I'm saying, like, we as the Final Four and Gophers, uh, University of Minnesota, no, if I'm want saying, nothing to do with If them. I was that 97 team, to hell with the NCAA. I'm doing autograph signings, public appearances. I mean, this yeah. is... Not only that they, they should be celebrated, and I don't really care what they did, but the fact that this is, this is I mean, this is the iron, when the iron is hot, this is when they need to strike as far as any earning power that they have off of 1997. And if I'm them, I'm capitalizing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the town tonight and as high profile as I can possibly be. Let's celebrate 97. I don't give a damn. Do, do they perceive themselves as doing that, though? I, I just thought that they go to a place like Hoyt's and get together and talk to Clem. That's what do they, they do. Perceive, but do they perceive themselves as having to do this in some secretive way? No, I'm saying, I'm saying they're not. They're not being secretive. I was okay. joking about like yeah. them being secretive. I'm saying they're just not embraced because of what happened oh, 22 years ago. It's ridiculous. And if there hadn't been the elephant in the room of, you know, the academic violations, don't you think that in the Twin Cities, in minutes like th- that, that Final Four team would come out for the uh, some sort of you know, greeting in front of the crowd, and they'd be all over the media and stuff. And instead, it's like, oh, like 
can we even get Clem Haskins to? But why does the school? I mean, walk wh- in the stadium, or is it? Why? Why does the school treat them like pariahs? That's what I don't get. Like, yeah. let's let's just start with a regular season December celebration of that team. Why not? Yeah, I, what's so scary about that? I don't the know. NCAA might get mad. This is one of the worst run organizations. I mean, <laughs> honest to God, they're they're a joke in so many different ways. Why are, why is anybody concerned about? Oh, they they might be Mark Emmerich might be upset. Yeah, I mean, he allowed. They got to the point yesterday. I think it, it was mistaken, but we talked about this with Royce. It got to the point where they thought that a guy couldn't register for his wedding. Yeah. Now they couldn't. They couldn't now, get I think like that a, turned out some to be... pots and pans from uh, you know and Uncle here's Leo. The, here's the scary thing. But the... do you know why they they shut that down? They didn't told him he couldn't have a wedding registry. Yeah, I forget who it was. I think it was Bleacher Report. Shared they tweeted out and shared the link to his wedding registry, and that's when the NCAA said it had to be shut down. Because now, so was, they did. Now he was publicly yeah. Because now he was publicly. Uh, uh, benefiting from his public image, because the president, which of, is against the rules, the president of the NCAA then came out and said it's absolutely not true. Wait, Why? so if he were to have just emailed the registry to 200 friends and family, then it's okay to get the pots but and pans. This is but my if he po- sends it out, right? This is my point about telling them to buzz off. Like, if that's a question, I would say shut up and go back to Kansas or Indianapolis yeah. and just be quiet. Like, we're, we're going to do what we're going to do. Did, and so, to your point, the 97 Gophers and the school itself now, they should be celebrated. I saw a photo. i got to find this. So, at the Mall of America, there's this three-on-three tournament. that They turn the rotunda into a, ba- a half-court tournament and, and have people watching. It's free, and people are just sort of watching and leaning over the rails. And I saw a photo tweeted out of whoever won that tournament. They had money for confetti coming down. And I can't tell if it's a Photoshop job or if it's a legit tone-deaf celebration for, hey, you won the three-on-three <laughs> college tournament, and there's confetti coming down, oh. and it's cash. <laughs> but you can't touch it. <laughs> Don't yeah. touch it. Don't, go yeah. there. Don't you dare pick that up. You'll never play a game again. <laughs> now they're just screwing with that. I'm waiting for her to put them in one of those, like, the booths where the money just flies around but yeah. tied their hands to their sides <laughs> so they can't grab anybody, grab any of it. Uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North, and we're hanging out at Dayblock Brewing Company right in the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue South, just steps from U.S. Bank Stadium. You can stop on by. Awesome beer, delicious pizza. What was that sandwich you just had, Ryan? I had the uh, Korean beef sandwich, which I saw Derek Wetmore eating when I came in earlier today to record uh, five, th- five twin thoughts, and it was love at first sight. As soon as I saw him eating that sandwich, I was like, okay, I know... I know what I'm having for lunch now. Rami's dedication to food so good. is absolutely impressive. It was so good. By the way, the first Rami's recipe is up at uh, scorenorth.com. Just pull down the Mackie and Judd with Rami tab, and it'll uh-uh. be right there. The, it's uh, on the front page now. Oh. Scorenorth.com. Ooh, I put it there today. Page. It's on the front. It's got wow. its own place. Wow. Front page. You just go to the front page. Wow. It's on the right-hand side. And it's a great weekend recipe. It's the barbecue beef bowl. You just throw a bunch of stuff in the crock pot, come back like eight hours later, make some mac and cheese on the side, put it all together. So it's good. so good. So uh, good. We have three ways, by the way, which you can listen live to Score North in addition to AM1500. The Score North mobile app, which is now available in the Apple and Google Play stores, it's home for live Score North programming, all of our on-demand podcasts, and also all of our written content. You can also just type in live.scorenorth.com into any web browser or uh, any computer or mobile device you might have. And if you have an Amazon Alexa device, just say, Alexa, open Score North, and now your smart speaker is a radio. It's the wonder of new technology. Something happened last night 
during our uh, wild game company outing that had Judd remove himself from the outing to rant. I didn't even know this was going on. <laughs> so we'll definitely get into that. It's a Write That Down Friday live from Day Block. TCL is America's fast. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami live on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com and from Day Block Brewing Company on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue just down the street from U.S. Bank Stadium. For all the NCAA Final Four festivities, stop on by, grab a craft beer, some delicious food. They got pizza here. I had the Korean beef sandwich before you head to any of the Final Four festivities this weekend. And uh, last night we had some uh, Score North festivities at the XL Energy Center. Went and watched some Minnesota Wild Hockey, you guys. And uh, that was an experience. That was only your second NHL My game. second ever NHL I'd hockey game. I'd like to apologize, too, uh-huh. because... The- <coughs> The brand of hockey that you watched last night is not what we uh, – it's not like we like to show people that don't like the sport or are not as yeah. knowledgeable about the sport. Uh-huh. So I'd like to apologize for that. Here's experience. the good news. I barely watched any hockey, so no need okay, to apologize. Good. Good. <laughs> well, you showed up in the second period, and you left before the game was done. So, But you know what? I showed I, up in the first intermission, all right? It I wasn't for, quite the second period. I forgive you completely because that was, not a, uh, that was not a performance the Wild could be proud of. But I was – when I first walked in – Yeah. I was surprised by two things. One, how crowded the place was, given how this season has gone, and that being the last home game and the playoff hopes officially being dashed just just a few days before, um, by how happy everybody was to be there, despite everything I just said. And then how few people like me were watching hockey and rather just milling around the stadium, socializing, grabbing something to eat or something to drink. I mean, the concourse... In, in the XL Energy Center was full every time I went to the bathroom yeah. or went to go get something to drink. People just milling around and enjoying the night and not hockey. That I think that is one thing we've done really well here in the Twin Cities to make up for the fact that most of our sports teams are mediocre at best, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that the venues have just become really cool bars. <laughs> They're expensive bars. They are. But at the very least, hey, your team's probably going to lose and put up a boring, mediocre effort. But you're going to have a great time drinking craft beer and eating gourmet hot dogs. I did have one actual hockey observation, though, which was that because I, I, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched three periods of hockey other than the two games that or the one game I attended before this. I had no idea there was and I don't know if there is a hockey term for this, that there were so many times that the puck just gets stuck down in the corner. And then guys just skate up and, like, pile up behind each other yeah. well, okay, and one, fight for the puck for, like, 30 seconds. Yep. One, one of I those, can. in fairness, the referees were using their discretion in that the cl- it, there was, like, 15 seconds left in the period. And there was a – and usually they would, they would blow a whistle and, you know, and they then the, it would come off for a face-off. But, but I, I think literally they were looking at the clock like, all right, well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Seven, six, five, well, back four. At, in the day they used to whistle that dead – almost every time games now the one good thing is they have found a way to make games go much quicker back in in my day when i loved the sport when the north stars were here in the 80s into the 90s it felt like games could take a long long time and part of the reason why if the puck would get tied up in a corner they would almost always blow the whistle now they now they do a very good job of encouraging said players to move the puck so they still pile up but somebody invariably now in, inevitably i should say kicks it free yeah. which is good but uh that's a good observation thank you and there's no word i don't think there's a word for it beyond okay. scrum okay like there's no hockey puck luck type term could you see yourself hanging out at xl energy center even as a non-hockey fan? yeah i had fun last night i had a good time that's a nice building, it's a great building. i mean concerts there might be your thing 
and that was the first thing I said when I walked in there. The first observation I had when I actually looked down into the arena from the seats, I was like, this would be a great place for concerts. It really is. And the acoustics there are really good. Yeah, it's better than Target Center. Well, Target Center is better now that it's re- remodeled, but it's, uh, yeah, the X is where, well, there's stadium concerts now too, but like the X is probably the best spot to watch a big concert. Um, so I'll, just going through wild history here, it, it appears that Charlie Coyle is not one of the top 10 goal scorers in franchise history. In fact, Eric Stahl has scored more goals than Charlie Coyle, and he's only been here for like two and a half years. Could've well, tra- three, three years, Could've I Could have traded him too. Um, he is ninth all-time in assists and ninth all-time in points. So he is a top 10 yeah. productive player in some of those measurements for the Wild. Uh, they did run a tribute video for him, and uh, Judd had to remove himself from the company gathering <laughs> to cut a promo on, uh, on, on tribute video insanity for the Score North Twitter That was account. the most on-brand thing <laughs> Judd has ever done. Very much ever. so. I went, I went and got Seth who was, was just sitting in the suite but not actively watching the game. And I'm said, I said, let's do this. What? Why? Why do you have to? I don't ever. He's me the top every, 10 every, point score. Everybody and their mother and brother who comes back to that arena in that godforsaken league gets a thank you tribute. Mikhail Granlin got one. Everybody who comes back. Did Pominville get one? Yeah, I think he did. Did he? Everybody who comes back, Phil, this is not, there's no guideline whatsoever. As I said, the league should pass down an edict. You scored 50 goals once in a single season, by the way, not your career with said team, and you got a Stanley Cup. Beyond that, you don't do trip. And they stop, you know, during the timeout, they show this video, you know, Charlie Coyle scoring a goal, Charlie Coyle um, roughing up a player, Charlie Coyle with a sick kid because he went and visited hospitals. Charlie Coyle missing on a point blank yeah. opportunity in the playoffs. Yes. Wait, no. And then, and then, you know, they show, you know, welcome back, Charlie, and they show Charlie, and everyone's, all the players are tapping their what, sticks on the boards, <laughs> and Charlie takes a little bow. What, what's happened to us? It used to be you came back as a Boston Bruin against the North Stars, yeah. and we tried to kick your ass. So isn't it kind of funny that they traded him? What's in, happened? They traded him in large part because he was part of a failed nucleus of players that couldn't advance in the playoffs, and it wasn't that long ago, right? Oh, it was yes. A, it was a failed playoff run a year ago. They traded him two months ago or whatever it was, yes. and he comes back. And I feel like if you're going to do the tribute video, there should be a little more time to let the failure of that nucleus sink in, right? Like, don't do it now. If he comes back or something next year, I can but see it. But shouldn't it be? Shouldn't the rule in sports be, it's for your greats who come back? Yeah. Where would you draw? Where would you guys draw the line? So I would say this: We've got social media options here. Okay. How about a tribute graphic on Instagram? Yeah, you know, Charlie Coyle's back. I mean, tribute the Vikings, graphic on Instagram. The Vikings essentially did that for Latavius Murray, and I killed him for that. So. And you were right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that was. I I think that you should pay tribute to people who were. Absolutely great. Who either won you titles. Harmon Killebrew, when he came back in 74, and, and I, I realized there was no scoreboard at the time to show a, a video on, but Harmon Killebrew coming back as a royal, right? Okay. In 75, yeah. I believe, or so. Okay, that's one of your all-time greats. He didn't now, win you a championship. He didn't win you a championship. Failure. But he's still one of your all-time greats. <laughs> but Charlie, you know, Granlin, Charlie Coyle, um, I just, I don't get it. Well, okay, so for the Wild... Marion Gabrick, did he get a tribute video? You know, Marion Gabrick is the all-time most productive player in history. I do not history. remember because it was so long ago that he came back. I don't yeah. recall if he got one or not. So here's a, the, the all-time leading point scorer. And by pro- productivity, I meant goal scoring for Marion sure. Gabrick. 
Um, so if Miko Koivu ever finishes his career somewhere else, I know that you're not a huge fan of the captain, but he's second all-time wild goal scoring, first all-time in assists, and first all-time in total points by over 250 points. That's a guy that's, that gets no, that, no, that's, media, right? that's a lot closer. Okay. That's Andrew he, Burnett. I don't, and some of these guys probably got the tribute video, but Andrew Burnett scored a huge goal in the playoffs. Yes, he should he should get a tribute video. If you, I would, oh, ar- I, I would argue I, that I wouldn't give him if one. you did something meaningful him a job. in a game seven and won a game. Like Nino Niederreiter deserves a tribute video more than no. Charlie Coyle because Nino scored a game winning goal in a game seven. Coyle was the only name that you've said so far that I would be I would probably back off. I he, don't care if you scored one big goal. Can, actually, unless it's game seven Stanley Cup Finals, then it changes the top. The, while we're doing this, can you name? the top five goal scorers in wild history? Or how about the top seven? I certainly cannot. <laughs> Rami is going to take a hard pass. Rami's going to take a hard pass on because that Because this one. would be like the list that we're working off of, right? It's, like, Ga- it's Gabrick. For tribute videos. It's got to be Gabrick. He's on the list. It's got to be Koivu has to be on that list because yep. he's just played for so long. Uh, I believe now Parisi is on yep. that list. Those are the top three. Those are the top three. I'm not going to get to seven, though, Mike. It's going to be ugly. But this would be like if I were to say, okay, who deserves a tribute video? You'd say, well, I like the top handful of goal scorers in franchise history, right? Probably. Okay. So Gabrick, Koivu, Parisi. Okay. Gabrick. Koivu. Koivu Parisi. Over to Parisi. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Go ahead. Andrew Brunette is fourth. Wow. Jason Zucker is fifth, one goal away from four. And you know what? When he comes back with Calgary next year, he'll get a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> and Nino Niederreiter is sixth on this list, and he finished uh, just eight goals out of the top five all-time franchise And history. when Carolina comes back, he's going to get one, too. <laughs> this has become the thing. I, I thought Rami's, th- Rami's tweet about Latavius Murray getting a shout-out from the Vikings was dead on. I just don't understand the need. You know what? If you want to send the guy a personal card saying thank you, yeah. that's awesome. So here's what we need to do. So if, let's get off the wild here on this because I think this, there needs to be a Mackie and Jeb with Rami set of parameters here for how you honor players who come back to your franchise, okay. whether it's they come back as a current player or they come back as a former player, all right? Let's call it the Mackie and Judd, uh, let's call it the Mackie and Judd ladder of tributes, all right? So we've got, like, ring of honor or Team Hall of Fame would be at the very top, yep. right? Yep. I'm just going to create some categories here, okay? Ring of Honor and Team Hall of Fame. Or statue. Like, we'll put statue up even above that. Because statue is... Statue is the creme de la creme, Yeah, like right? Michael Kadire is a Twins Hall of Famer. He ain't getting a statue. So right. statue, retired Hall num- of Fame. Retired numbers. Would retired numbers be uh, between those two things? No, I think, no, I think it goes um, statue one, retired number two, Team Hall of Fame 3, right? Yeah, okay. Because you can get in the Team Hall of Fame, but certainly your number's never going to be retired by that team. Okay. Wouldn't you guys agree? That, that's that's yeah. fair. I think the next step is tribute video. Like, what's the ne- if you're not a Team Hall of you're not going to get your number retired, you're not, a, you're not a Hall of Famer, Franchise Hall of Famer, you're, you get a tribute video. Yeah, but even that still should be reserved for somebody who's really done something. But now it's just, now it has literally become if you played for us and we liked you. <laughs> I told you guys, right. la- last year in Milwaukee, O.J. Mayo was sitting courtside with the Bucks owner, and they put a tribute video up on the Jumbotron for O.J. Mayo, who played, I think, less than two seasons for the Bucks, and it ended with a drug suspension. <laughs> and you did not, you <laughs> did not, not tell me that. I kid you oh not. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But I think I figured out why this is happening. I, I, it just dawned on me while Judd was sitting here on, on his little rant. Every 
every professional sports franchise and most major organizations now have departments entirely dedicated to video production and social media. And they're bored. Exactly. I think they just don't have anything for these people to do sometimes. They're like, yeah, so-and-so is back in town. Why don't you make him a video? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that has to be it. They're paying these people. They're trying to find work for them to do. So guy comes back to town, make him a video. Why not? So I'm gonna th- So we've got statue, number retired, Hall of Fame, Team Hall of Fame, tribute video. And then the next one, I'm going to say... Just a shout out on social media, just okay. just a little shout out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a uh, like Latavius. It's not the way you create this. Okay. Like the shout out on social media. All right. Like maybe Latavius falls in that bin because the bin below that would be just you ignore them. But the right? shout out should just be a still photo, not like a two minute highlight video, which okay. was like everything he did in his Vikings career. Sure, that's right. fair. Yeah. Just a little, just like a nice AP image of sure <laughs> Latavius yeah, Murray. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to throw some random players out. You tell me what bin do you think they should fall in here? Okay. Is it ignore completely? Is it shout out on social media, tribute video, team hall of fame, et cetera, et cetera? Cordero Patterson comes back with the with the who's who's the he with now? The now. Bears, right? When he comes back next year, ignore completely. Yeah, I think that's an ignore. First round draft pick. Never lived up. To Actually, you know what? Though. Stick in one more potential troll. Because the, the, wolves are, the Wolves are good at the, the Butler stuff and the Kevin Love stuff. As much as Flip didn't like the Kevin Love stuff, it was funny. So let's go with potential troll I'm as putting well. troll between shout out on social media and ignore. Okay. Because if you troll someone, it's like, all right. Like, you're acknowledging them, but you're, you're doing relevant, it. But, but not... you're trying to sort of slap them around, right. too. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Cordell Patterson's one. Uh, Blair Walsh. If Blair Walsh catches on with it, with, let's say Blair Walsh signs on oh, with a team just, and visits U.S. Bank Stadium. Nah, kickers don't count. <laughs> I ignore them, yeah. Kickers aren't football ignore? players. I don't troll them. I just no. ignore them. You just ignore them completely? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're ignored in their own locker room when they're currently playing for the team. Like, the rest of the guys don't even recognize them yeah. as actual When Cody Parkey players. comes back to play the Bears, you think they'll give him a tribute? Unless, unless. Just doink, doink, doink. Yeah, they'll give him a tribute video of balls bouncing off of crossbars. Um, unless that kicker, if it's like Adam Vinatieri. You know what I mean? This guy's hit. Super Bowl winning field goals. He's one of the yeah, all-time leading special. score. That's but special. that's like a real elite class of NFL. That's Hall of kicker. Fame right. team. Adam Vinatieri is yeah. team Hall of Fame. Yep. Right for the for the well, I guess the Patriots, probably just the Patriots. Um, as far as I don't I don't know how how lenient they are in terms of letting kickers in. But if you're letting kickers in, Vinatieri's got to have a free pass, doesn't he? Yeah. All right. What about Brian Dozier? Oh. oh, oh! you know what? I think video tribute. Dude, he, he's bored. Based on some of the guys that have gotten into the Twins Hall of Fame, go look at Brian Dozier's productivity and Michael Kadire's productivity with the Twins. Now, Kadire played in playoff games. So Dozier, Dozier didn't play. He played in, like, one playoff game. It's, it's a tribute. I think it's a tribute video for Brian Dozier. I think it's a tribute Dozier. video for Dozier. Oh, I would want, I prefer to ignore him, but, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Judd's like, I'm way more lenient on this yeah. than Judd is. <laughs> I'm feeling Judd's not going to be. Uh, I'm <laughs> rubbing my temples right now when it comes to Brian Dozier. Judd's not giving too many tribute videos or anything uh, above a tribute video. Uh, okay, what about uh, Irvin Santana? <laughs> Irvin Santana was their best ignore. pitcher for like four years. I still, oh, I ignore him. No. I think he got ignore. shelled in, in, the, in the only postseason game they played. Or I troll him for, for his uh, PED suspension. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the club. Fifty games. 
You got to use smell baseball in there if you're trolling him. I like how you think. Yeah. Urban Santana you're my video is guy. one of those dudes. He's got some social media manager that that follows everybody. So Irvin Santana is one of those dudes that follows like 500,000 people right, on Twitter yeah. and uses the hashtag all caps smell baseball for his brand. Uh-huh. So like everything he tweets is tagged with smell, smell baseball. baseball in all caps. What does baseball smell like? Trust me, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> smells like freedom. <laughs> it smells like freedom. Oh man! Uh, all right, let's, I'm gonna. I might throw some more names at you guys throughout the show here. I think we need to hone this. Chad just tweeted at the three of us, the four of us actually, and said, "Go, Derek Jeter, and send Patterson a gift basket." Sure. <laughs> now, that would be really good trolling, though, right? Wouldn't that be a form of art of trolling? Oh my gosh! Uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami from. Uh, we're live, hanging out downtown Minneapolis at Dayblock Brewing until six o'clock. If you're listening live and you're in the area, come hang out with us on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue South. Just steps from U.S. Bank Stadium. Craft beer, delicious pizza, Final Four festivities happening all weekend long. So come hang out with us. Real quick, you mentioned before the three-on-three national championship out at uh, Mall of America and the money falling from the sky. Not long after you said that, I came across this tweet from Ben Gosling. He said, pretty cool setup in Mall of America for the three-on-three national championship tourney this weekend. Gophers forward uh, Jordan Murphy is part of the Big Ten team competing for a $100,000 prize here after former Gopher Nate Mason was part of the winning team last year. Are they really giving okay. so if you're athletes $100,000? But if you're a, if you're a, a senior, graduate, right, if, you're, if you graduated, yep. I mean, if you've played your last game, or you know what, if you want to roll the dice... Like, if you're a mere coffee, do you show up to that game? Sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm a junior. Well, you're gone anyway, probably. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? What do you care at this point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the NCAA just... actually paying these guys, though. I'm uh, borderline impressed. Yeah. $100,000, though. That's it... like, uh, uh, here's some change. Between three guys. Yeah. Here's some change. Taxes. Yeah. Here, They're kids. walking away with, like, 16000 Enjoy these lollipops. And it's just the money that falls from the sky, actually. So you, you have to <laughs> bag it yourself. And if, you know, people walking around the mall get, get to if it. If you're not one of those senior players... And you're just going there and like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. And then you end up winning. Do you go back? Do you go back to school and just be like, NCAA, suspend me? You're the ones who paid me. I mean, you could, you could try that. Force it on them. Yeah, you could I like try that. that. I like that idea. No one would, of course, because they're yeah, right. too afraid of the NCAA. They're so powerful. Yeah. Uh, write that down. Predictions are coming up at the top of the next hour here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Let's talk for a minute. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and live from Dayblock Brewing Company on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue, just down the street from U.S. Bank Stadium, where all the uh, NCAA Final Four festivities are going on. If you're coming down to the neighborhood or listening in in the neighborhood, stop on by, grab a great craft beer and some of the delicious food that they have on their menu. I highly recommend the Korean beef sandwich. Many, many ways to listen to us on Score North if you can't get down here. The Score North mobile app. You can type in live.scorenorth.com into any web browser or at scorenorth.com. And if you have an Amazon Alexa device, just say, Alexa, open Score North, yeah. which I just did for you. I just opened Alexa for you by saying, Alexa, <laughs> open Score North. And right now people are swearing at you all over town. They're like, that <laughs> Tommy. Until, until they hear that sweet, sweet content. You know, there is a, uh, oh. this is also WrestleMania weekend. Not sure if you guys are yeah. interested in coming over for a little WrestleMania no. gathering tomorrow night. Yeah, Judge no. just instantly says, is that tomorrow no. or so Sunday? Pumped. Well, it's, Sunday. A, it's a weekend. So yeah. tomorrow, night is, what? tomorrow night is the minor league pay-per-view, NXT. NXT. Yep. And that's Shit. usually the better, it's the better pay-per-view oftentimes. I'm sorry, what's it called? Uh, it's NXT. Okay. Next, NXT, they call it. 
Get it? And there's a wrestler. One Vince of the, McMahon has milked two pay-per-views out oh, of WrestleMania dude. weekend. Vince McMahon has milked money out of just about everything way, imaginable. I don't want to derail the thing completely. I, well, yeah, I'm, I've derailed what you were saying. Just a it, quick question. Yeah. Did you see John Oliver's piece about not, not yet. It's what bookmarked. a garbage person Vince McMahon is and how awful the WWE is but, to their employees? But this has been a thing for literally the 35 years. This yeah. has been a thing. It's all of, all of the yeah, dudes back in the but day. But this was... As deep a dive as somebody has done on it. Yeah. You should really check it out. It's uh, it's in the tabs. What's the price of these two pay-per-views is my question. I, I mean, they, I can't believe they're really doing... Like if you're going back-to-back, back, are, are you asking for $50 yeah, what is, It's just nine ninety nine on the WWE Network, John. Well, so let me let me tie this together real quick. Oh, okay. like, this is a short story that like went way out off the tracks. <laughs> The host Welcome to the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Murph. The host of WrestleMania is one of the top women WWE stars, and her name is Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And as a nerd who watches Monday Night Raw on a regular basis with the volume up and also has, like, two Alexa devices in the living room, uh-huh. every time they announce her, <laughs> I'm guessing this is a problem for everyone who has one of these devices and watches Raw on Monday nights, that the, one of their top stars is named. You can't name your kid Alexa, right? I don't think so. If not, you're going People Google Home. You're going Google like, Home. And what if you name your other kid Google Home? Well, then you're just... Now uh, you got a real problem. You're, you're you name one of your other kids Siri, <laughs> yeah. then you have the, the same then problem. Then you're just sadistic, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Uh, all right. Our friend Williams Astadio had this Instagram post today. He's also blowing up 538.com. Has had a big an article about him. Yeah, today? I came across it right before we came on the air, so I'll have to go back and, uh, and read that one. So he said, all my minor league career, I heard I was not going to be a big leaguer because I did not look like one. I was too short. I was too stocky. I did not have the physical traits customary, uh, customarily associated with a major league player. Well, here I am. So let that be a lesson to anyone reading this who has ever been told that their physical appearance limits their ability. It does not. And if anybody tries to ever come at you with that, just knock them out of the way and stay focused on your goals and the path to get right there. Williams Astadio, the Tony Robbins of Minnesota Twins players. Where, where is a brick wall that I can run through as right now? As if I didn't dude. already love this guy enough. Yes, as total a, as, boss. As a former fat kid, like th- he just yeah, he just be. I'm, I'm not a kid anymore. Um, <laughs> he just like he just became my hero. He like he literally just became like the younger version of Rami's hero. With with that paragraph right there, that's what every fat kid who plays sports wants to hear, isn't it? Also, you can tell like he's feeling himself. Yeah. He's, he's loving himself for sure. some Williams Estadio right now. You want to read it, read it again? Yeah, just quickly. Sure. You look like you're on to something here. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of someone who's feeling themselves right now. No, Judd's, I, Judd's in the zone right now. No, I think I got some. Okay. Right, let me find this. All right. Okay, Williams Estadio says, All my minor league career, I heard I was not going to be a big leaguer because I did not look like one. I was too short. I was too stocky. I did not have the physical traits customarily associated with a major league player. Well, here I am. So let that be a lesson to anyone reading this who has ever been told that their physical appearance limits their ability. It does not. And if anyone ever tries to come at you with that, just knock them out of the way and stay focused on your goals and path to get there. Okay, now I'm assuming, I, I think it's safe to assume that he definitely typed that, right? Look, I, don't, I have no like idea. That, that, that sounds like... but. That doesn't sound like I don't he know if he has like a social media person or. That's or what, what I was, but I was going to say if he typed that and that's really well done, I wonder if he'll start talking more now too. Because like I think there's so much there. This guy could be now. Now, if he's afraid to talk, I'm not mocking him at all. But like, I look at that guy and I'm like, there's something here. Like he's got a spark to him. If he starts to come out out of the shell a little bit now, 
it would be great because I think he's super funny. I think there's there's just a lot there. Yeah. If, if this is sort of the start of him feeling himself as far as being a hey, you know what? I'm a funny guy. I can this would be great. So it's a totally dumb question. How is his English? Because think... this is a real thing across baseball where yep. some of the biggest stars, like Williams Astadio, is legitimately one of the budding stars, and, and maybe it's maybe it flames out at some point. Miguel Cabrera was a bright star, and language barrier gets in the way of. I think he uses Elvis right now as his interpreter. But I also, and I don't think it was Williams. I, somebody told me a couple of weeks ago that uh, Marwin Gonzalez, was it with? Oh, who was it with? Not Barrios, because he, he actually tries hard. Polanco. Marwin Gonzalez is trying to get Polanco and just say, hey, j- just talk more. Just try it. Yeah. Because people aren't going to mock you. Like, I think, they're, I think they're afraid that they're going to be mocked, but they're not going to be. Yeah. But Astadio, this is, I'm telling you, if this guy's good, and, and I think he might be good, this could be a lot of fun because he, there is a definite level of get it there. Rami, think about this. So if we talk about how to market, I mean, baseball is, and football's up there for all of us too, but it's possible that baseball is collectively like our favorite sport here. Yeah. And we want it to be marketed better, and we want it to go back to its glory days, and maybe it'll never get there. But one of the biggest problems is in the NBA, all of their stars are available to be able to, if they rise high enough, communicate with fans directly on social media, in interviews, at podiums, themselves one-on-one without a translator, right? That's not the case with baseball. And it's, it, 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 so sometimes, whether it's a player being afraid to sound stupid, he doesn't go on camera, or even if he does, it might be choppy when they speak, and so fans tune out or, you know, how many stars in baseball just never get out of the gate from a marketing perspective or a popularity perspective because there's just not that language connection with fans and vice versa. Yeah, it's hard to become a household name and to be marketed, which, I mean, say whatever you want to say about what that says about us as a country, us as a people, whatever, but the reality is that it's hard to become a household name, to be a superstar, and to be marketable when you don't speak the language that the vast majority of, of America is speaking. That's just the reality of it. And I really think that's, that's, part of, that's part of what's hurt hockey and its popularity here in the States. You look out on the ice, and there are a bunch of guys with names you can't pronounce from countries you can't pronounce speaking a language that you don't understand. And it's hard to glom on to a guy and, and, and root for him and, and make him a fan favorite when... He doesn't speak the language, and he 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 can't really relate to you when he's when he's talking to the media or he's on social media or whatever the case might be. It's 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 a it's a hurdle that that needs to be cleared if 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 you're not a English speaking professional athlete and want to be marketed and want to be personable and become a household name. It's almost impossible if you ask me. Yeah. Ostadio, though, I think, and, and but this speaks to his immediate popularity, not only in his town right now. But the growing national popularity also speaks to how bad baseball is looking for, and again, I say this in a good way, for characters, yeah. for people to cover, for people. Ostadio is a character. Like, everything about him, his approach to the game, yes, uh, his body size, the way he plays, this is, the ty- this is the type of guy who, in this sport, we are absolutely starved for. You, he, I'm trying to think of a cross-sport comparison to where he's, he's sort of like, if a random undrafted wide receiver pop, I mean, well, Adam Thielen in some ways, right? It's sort of like he kind of came out of nowhere, a little older when he broke out because right. he had to grind longer in the minor but leagues. But Ostadio's personality 
is important here. Right. It would be like Thielen with personality. And basketball and football don't necessarily need that. Baseball needs people like this. Yeah. Because baseball needs a reason to sort of grab you by the collar and be like, oh, I'm going to pay attention because I like this guy. Football and basketball are just popular. Mm-hmm. So this guy is this guy is such a breath of fresh air because he brings he brings something where he's not only off to a good start and looks to be a good player, yeah. but there's also this character, personality, and in baseball especially because their season's so long and they play so many games, I think it's really important. Yeah. Uh, this week, just quick topic change, and write that down's coming up very shortly. Rami and I discussed this a little bit during the wild game last night off microphone. This is, Judd, I'm not sure if you remember, the one-year anniversary this week of one of our biggest hockey arguments of all time on the Mackey and Judd show. Oh, AP yeah. story. Scott Foster thought it was going to be just another night. The 36-year-old accountant signed a contract, put on his goaltender gear, and waited in Chicago's locker room. Then he got into the game. Then it was his night. Foster was pressed into action when Chicago lost... Uh, all of their goalies to injuries, and the former college goalie stopped all seven shots he faced over the final 14 minutes of the Blackhawks 6-2 victory over the playoff-bound Winnipeg Jets on Thursday. He was their recreational goaltender, emergency goaltender that they had on staff. And the next, I bring this up in part because since Rami arrived on our show two and a half months ago, it's been a get-to-know-him process. Like, what are the things that you and I have disagreed on, and what are the things that you know that Rami has? ridiculous takes on like putting <laughs> roofs on wrigley field yeah. and the next day i walked in and told judd goalie has been exposed in the nhl it's the easiest position to play in high, in all of sports when you can literally pull an accountant who's 36 years old from the crowd and he can play in an nhl game and not give up a goal in the third period like you could never put a guy in a game and say all right go guard russell westbrook for the fourth quarter and not get your pants dropped around your ankles right and we fought for like an hour. I yeah. actually think, <laughs> it, it got ugly. I think, it really got ugly. I, w- I would think that the hardest thing for it, let's say you just took one of us, me, Jonathan, you, Judd, and put him in a net with the pads and everything. The, the, the first and biggest hurdle that you'd have to get over is that instinct to dive out of the way <laughs> of every slap shot. <laughs> right, when rock-hard yeah. objects yeah. are flying at you at nearly 100 miles per hour off yeah. the sticks of professionals. Because that's what I, that, would be my, that would be what I would do. And these it? guys can pick their corners. Right, yeah. right. I mean, it's never so going to get to the corner that they shoot it at because it's going to deflect off a glove and then a, a skate and then somebody's stick. And... Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> you were on the right track for a while. <laughs> Well, one of, one of my main points to Judd was, okay, even the worst goalies in the league are stopping, like, 89% of shots. Right. So, you know, how hard can it be if you can stop 89% of your shots and then you just bring in, like, a random dude from a rec league and put him into an NHL game? Can't be that hard, right? I'm so glad it's a three-man show now. <laughs> Makes me so much happier. It does seem like the like because of the size of the net, the size of the person, the size of the pads, it does seem like the odds are pretty good that the goalie's going to get in front of the puck. No, I thought part right? I thought part of the discussion at the end of that one variance? was that you were going to no, not variance. I thought you were going to actually play goal or we were going to get you the equipment to play yeah. goal. I'm in. So, which would have which would be a great athlete challenge. I'm in. We might have to now wait till like, well, we could do it anytime really because we could go get an indoor arena space i i promise if we can organize this with ross so that you guys can prove this is a wrong and that and just make me look like an idiot i haven't skated since i was probably nine or ten years old yeah 
Now, like, if I could just stay upright in front of the net, I'd have a chance to stop a couple pucks. The equipment you know, the might drag you small. down, actually. <laughs> Probably would. You'll topple. You'll be like a uh, Humpty Dumpty or something. A Weeblow. <laughs> Sit on top of the goal. And you'll just be like a Weeblow. You'll just fall. You'll just, like, yeah, you'll, you'll tilt over. What if I just laid sideways and, like, put my leg in the air and the gloves? But then if somebody shoots at your head, you can't move. You're in trouble. He's got a helmet well, on. i got a helmet on, right? Oh, I would still hurt like hell. <laughs> what, okay. That could give you a concussion. These guys can pick. I, well, anyway, <laughs> never mind. I'm not even going to go down. I'm not even going to entertain this discussion. Rami, have at it. Of course, it. for the record, for the last year, every time a goalie makes an amazing lunging save, like people tweet the gifts at me, like, "Oh, you still think goalie's easy?" And here's, you know, here's Dubnik like standing on his head and yeah. grabbing one out. Well, of that the doesn't air. happen too much. I'm only attempting. <laughs> I've only attempted to skate once in my life. So for me, like, it's it's a miracle that these guys can even stand out there and be athletic and agile on ice and on ice skates. That would be, for me, the hardest. Why did you attempt to skate or where did you attempt to skate? I was just a little kid, and I okay. think my parents were like, yeah, we'll take them ice skating. That'll be cute. And then I fell 100 times, and I was like, let's not do that again. Yeah. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> Mom, Dad, let's talk about that skating thing didn't work out so well Let's, uh, try something else Mackie and Judd with Rami we're hanging out at Dayblock Brewing Company downtown Minneapolis just steps away from US Bank Stadium on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue South there's craft beer there's delicious pizza there's great sandwiches there's mediocre radio personalities and uh, there's final four festivities all weekend long including tonight so come hang out with us Dayblock Brewing Company until six o'clock it's our favorite segment of the week, or tied for our favorite segment if you include in other news. Write that down, predictions, and an accountability session next on the all-new Score North. It is Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But first, Mackie, you have to do federating. Look at that. See, these guys, that's why we have, that's why we have these guys site. here. Yep. yep. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance <laughs> Company here, reminding us all. I was just trying to see if you knew. Yeah. Just uh -huh. testing to see yep. if Jonathan was a good producer or not. I was paying attention. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here reminding all of us to drive safe. Now, uh, aggressive driving, road rage, whatever you want to call it, it all means the same thing. It's risky behavior. The road can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. Let's focus on controlling reactions to events while we're on the road. I've been guilty. It's funny, like, you get so much more mad in a car than you do in other normal situations. Like, if someone cuts you off walking in a hallway at a mall, you're not going to freak out. But for whatever reason, tempers run high when we're talking about vehicles. So aggressive driving behaviors are pretty tough to name as a direct cause of crash, but some reports estimate that such behaviors have contributed to more than half of fatal accidents on U.S. roads. Now, what happens outside your vehicle is completely out of your control, but all you can do is keep your own behavior in check. When you keep your emotions in check, you do your part to make sure everyone gets home safe today. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Robbie.